absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Hey, podcast patrons, welcome to a special bonus episode of Leave the Pin In Podcast. We have one of our all-time special guests, one of our most popular episodes ever. We've got Dan Urban from the Web.com Tour to kind of give us uh, a little bit of a, a peace of mind from a caddy's perspective as to what Augusta holds and how special the Masters is. So, Dan, what's going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, Definitely. So, uh, so you're in Florida right now, yeah? Yeah, down here, a uh, little family getaway during the, uh, like, 14-day uh, web tour break during the Masters. A um, little getaway with the family, World Golf Hall of Fame, relaxing, St. Augustine's Day. Um, just checking out the local scene down here, been down here before, but we're doing it with the... Uh, the two boys this time, so a little, little different um, atmosphere with them, but it's, uh, it's fantastic to be down here. That's very cool. Um, before we get into any, ma- you know, the master stuff, uh, you playing any golf down there? You know, I took uh, took my three year old over to uh, the Slammer and the Squire. Um, he was doing his thing on the putting green, hitting some putts, and then we went over to the chipping area. And uh, to him, that's golf. So he's he's loving being out there underneath the sun and running around and hitting his, his golf ball and putting it in the hole. And a lot of people think it's uh, really good what we're doing, getting him started early. And, you know, he's just having fun. And I don't push him at all. I just love the fact that he's out there and I can watch him and have a few laughs with him. It's great. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things when you get your, your boys out there, or girls or your kids or whatnot. And, uh because they just want to mimic you at that age, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. for, for golf to be part of, of their lives is is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a, it really is. All right, so you guys are on a two-week break now after Savannah, correct? And you're heading down to to where? To Bama next and then Texas? Yep. Um, yeah, like Prattville, Montgomery, Alabama, then on to... San Antonio, Texas. After Texas, I believe it's uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Then on to, uh, I believe it's uh, Nashville. I might have a couple of those flip-flopped on the schedule, but we're starting to make our way out west a little bit into the plains, Midwest a little bit. Um, And, uh, yeah, just on a little break right now because of Masters and um, clearing my head. Uh, Weedy's clearing his head a little bit, doing some practice, and um, yeah, looking forward to the start of uh, Masters for sure. Yeah, without a doubt, and uh, for everyone that doesn't know, Weedy is Steve Wheatcroft on the Web.com tour that Dan caddies for. Um, So, Dan, give me your kind of thoughts on the Masters, opinions, anything you want to share. Have you ever been to Augusta before? You know, I have not. It's... uh, God, it, it would be a dream come true to go, um, geez, to, to caddy in that thing, let alone, um, you know, outside the roads, practice round, whatever. Uh, just the drive by the front gate uh, <laughs> would be amazing, um, but never been. Um, and I remember from a young age, 
Um, and my dad was kind of like a golfer, business type golfer, never really played, but you know, if it was involving business, he might go out. But every year from a young age, I remember watching the masters and then everybody knows how that is just something about that aura of the place coming through the television and the way that it was broadcast and the people doing the announcing, um, I mean, just amazing. And then just hear the stories and you do your own research and whatever else. And you talk about heaven on earth um, and a special place. I mean, you can just feel it through the television. So I've been there before. Scott and I were there once, and we just did a pod before this, you know, where we told people we were going to sit down with you two for a bonus episode. Um, And so some of the feedback already, and we only posted it two hours ago, but some of the feedback already we got was ask Dan how he would perform his caddy duties at Augusta opposed to a regular tournament. And I, and I guess what what the what the what the listener meant was like run me through a day if you were going to caddy at Augusta. Like let's say Weecroft gets that battlefield promotion the PGA Tour next year at this time. He's top 50 in the world and he makes the national, you know, he's at the masters. What would you do like prior to the tournament or maybe something you would do differently because it was so big because it was the masters. I mean, literally, you know, in most people's opinions, the biggest tournament of the entire year. Right. Um, and what a great question. I would get there. I would get there as early as the tournament directors would allow. Um, <laughs> a week before. Uh, it's not even. It's not even a joke. Uh, just because one to have access to that facility and to be able to walk it. Number one. Um, number two. What I would do is I would probably literally just walk the course first. Okay. Just get a lay of the land. Get a lay of lines off the tees. Elevation changes. You know, up and down certain holes, um, angles, whatever. I would, I would do that first and I would just walk the course. Wouldn't do anything else. Try to take it all in. And I would try to do maybe 36 in a day. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but again, get there as soon as I could and spend as much time on the grounds. And then probably the second, second 18, um, honestly, I'd probably walk it backwards and I, I do that. Uh, normally, anyway, as as you know, um, you're with us in Savannah. But walking it backwards, obviously, you're going to get a different feel of the course. Um, but what I would do then, walking it backwards, is I would, for sure, take a look at the green complexes and chart the greens like I have not charted greens before. I mean, you talk about, I mean, we've all heard stories about, you know, maybe... 15 or a 20 foot putt breaking 11 feet or eight feet or whatever paying special attention to the greens is a must at Augusta. Um, if you can't do it on the greens, you're done before the tournament even starts. Um, and then just from there, just, you know, kind of in between greens and landing areas. I know that they moved around some bunkering on five. Um, and there's a couple nuances that they've done here and there just you know little primping and fine-tuning of the course which they always do but um just paying special attention um 
to things that you wouldn't really normally just because of the fact that it's Augusta. And, I mean, you, you really can't screw up. you got to have four days of almost flawless golf. You can have one mistake here and there, and that's probably about it over the life of the tournament. But uh, for my prep, it would be a little more diligent, a lot more detail-oriented, and just familiarizing myself in and around the greens. Okay, somebody actually just slid into my DMs and asked a great question. And they would like to know if you would do any video prep beforehand. So I guess they mean, like, would you watch any old tournaments to see how the balls react? Um, There's always that talk of Augusta very subtly changing greens without telling people. You know, big changes are made, right? We know five, they put a tee across the road, (laughs) you know? Um, And like you said, adjusted bunkering based upon distances that the ball goes. But people will tell you, and and Tiger always hints at it because the guy's got probably the greatest memory in golf, and he always says, you know, I kind of remember this area being a little bit flatter. It seems like they may have mounded it a tad. Um, so would you use would you use everything at your disposal? Or are you more of a guy that likes to be on ground and kind of feel the conditions as they are, as opposed to watching it or maybe you know watching some live streams or or going through some YouTube videos and stuff on how the course plays? Yeah. So uh, definitely, I you know look at some old tapes. You know they obviously play old tournaments on, on the golf channel and stuff like that leading up to it. So that, that does not hurt whatsoever. Um, obviously changes are made through the years, this and that. So kind of got to look at the, the, the latest version or the, the replay from, you know, the last couple of years. Um, but unfortunately, because the tournament is aired later in the day versus other tournaments on the PGA tour, you can't necessarily view early rounds to see what kind of balls are bouncing on greens, which balls are bouncing on greens. Um, can't really get a feel for the course. And that's, you know, one way I think that Augusta is able to one, protect what's going on out there on the course, but number two, obviously TV contracts, but, um, you know, video would not hurt whatsoever. Uh, just to get an idea of, you know, how much, something coming into a par five on a second shot if it's hitting on the front of the green or whatever. I forget which hole it is. I think it's maybe six, um, maybe seven. Uh, one of the par fives at Tuesdays and a few years ago, uh, uh, Albatross, he had yes. like a four yep. iron from like 230 or something, and it hit like front center of the green and just kind of swept around this big sweeping ball coming around the green he just he went ahead and made it and something like that it would be interesting just to see tape you know just to familiarize yourself a little more closer to the tournament on certain greens just to see okay well if you're 40 feet left of the pin how much of the ball is actually going to come back down we all know uh 16 the part three with the pond and whatnot if you hit it too far to the right on the back uh back part of the green it's not going to take that ridge down to the sunday pin back left so then you've got a crazy putt. So you can only miss that maybe like 15, 18 feet right of the pin. Um, and if you're, say, 20, 25 feet right of that pin, it's going to stay on that shelf. So then you got a crazy putt. So little stuff like that I definitely look into. 
Now, most people will say, I, I say most people outside of golf will say that this is the biggest week in golf. Um, for me, personally, it's not even my favorite major. My favorite major is the Open. There's nothing for me like getting up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning when the house is dead quiet, you know, and I'm just sitting there watching early morning golf, and then I can go play in the afternoon after I watch. Um, first off, where does the Masters rank for you in terms of tournaments? Number one, plain <laughs> uh, and simple. Um, you know, I've had uh, a couple cousins go to the Masters, uh, a couple buddies, and they just say the place is ungodly. It's pristine. Um, you know, everything on TV it looks amazing on TV, but it, you know, TV doesn't do it justice. Uh, and just the history and how the land was acquired and who started it and just everything about it and the fact that it's the same course year after year. Um, you know, the, the Masters for me is number one. Um, I'd have to say U.S. Open, number two, the Open, three, and then the PGA last, unfortunately. <laughs> the PGA's last for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know what it is. Um I don't know. I mean, it, it's a major, obviously, that, that um, you know, has to be played. But there's I, – I, I just I, – I don't know, man. The, the, the Masters for me is just it, – it's, it's the best golf that you're going to see all year. Yeah, no, I mean, no doubt. There's, I love the point about it not – TV not justifying it because it doesn't. I mean, when I walked in there, the best way I can explain to people – as to what it's like is if you take a Hollywood soundstage where everything's perfect and fake, and that's what Augusta looks like, except it's real. Yep. Yeah. And the one thing that I could equate to that comment about like a soundstage is I love Charleston. And my wife yes. and I, yes. when we go down to Charleston, we will walk the back streets or where the the residents live, like Rainbow Road or whatever, but we'll, we'll walk it late at night, like 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning after a night of dinner and drinks or whatever, and it is completely serene, completely quiet. You've got these gas lanterns going, and it's almost like it's not even real. And so I guess it would be the same thing in person down there, that it is just like you're pinching yourself and you, you feel like you're on the set of a movie because it just doesn't seem real. Yeah, that's a that's a phenomenal explanation. All right, so you're allowed into Augusta. Let's say you're caddy in there, and you get on the grounds early, and you notice that the merch shop is open. What's the first thing you're buying? <laughs> hey, I'll I'll um, get I'll get to how much you're gonna spend in a second. But what's the first thing you're gonna buy? <laughs> the first thing I'm gonna buy. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Probably something to hang on my wall, and it's probably going to be something expensive. Like, some type <laughs> Every, of, like, everything Jones is oil painting or something. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if they sell something like that. They sell um, everything, dude. Yeah, I, I hear that that new merch shop is just incredibly awesome. Um, definitely some polos, some hats, um, something for, for the kiddos, of course, um, something for the wife. I mean, I, I definitely, before I step foot in that place, I'd have to call my credit card company and see if I could up the limit of the card. Um, because I know I would be in trouble with just coming out of there with a stupid amount of swag. All right, so speaking of that, how much do you think you're dropping 
in that merch tent. Well, it's not oh. a tent, obviously. It's a it's a gorgeous, like brand new building they they just built. But what do you what do you what do you think the damage is? What's that receipt looking like when you walk out? Uh, and I know my wife is going to listen to this podcast. Probably, <laughs> I'm I'm going to say a solid three four G's. Damn that that's my dude right there. I'm just saying. I mean, if if I'm caddying in the tournament, I mean, I might even try to buy the caddy bit that I'm, I'm wearing. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if that's possible. Uh, I, I might even fill out an application, job application, while I'm down there. I, 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 I don't know, you know. I, I love the job on the web, but when I'm not on the web, maybe try to get down there somehow. But I would definitely drop some coin down there on some on some pretty good stuff that's that's functional and awesome to look at and in my uh, my man room. I like that. That's a good, honest, no holds barred answer. Three to four G's. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid, I know, but you know, you're talking to a golf nerd that, that likes to. Uh, decorate his golf shop slash cigar bar at home pretty good so and i don't have one piece of master's paraphernalia i'll say oh then you um, definitely need some so of I that gotta, stuff yeah i gotta get something i mean i'm almost 36 years old i don't have one nothing so i gotta get something soon i uh i've been wearing one of my master's hats i have a few but i you know because again like you um i couldn't go in and buy one hat or mm-hmm. by one ball marker, you know, I, I kind of had yeah. to uh, have them all just in case. I don't know why, but, you know, needed to. Yeah, you got a backup. I mean, and, and there's the off chance that you're playing, you got that ball marker that you spent, you know, money on down there. You didn't get two or three, you only bought one, and then it slides out of your pocket when you're driving around in the cart, and now somebody's picked up your Augusta ball marker, and you're cussing yourself out for not getting four or five of them. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so I've been wearing the hat this week and to show like what an impact this tournament has as opposed to any other mages or any other tournament whatsoever because this tournament registers so much in the mindset of just normal everyday people and I've been at baseball practices um, I've been at the range you know I've been on course before and stuff but I've been in stores and people are like oh dude that's that's this week right I'm like, yeah, it's the mm-hmm. it's the Masters. Yo, you you going? And I'm like, <laughs> ah, you know, I, I try not to explain because I don't want to be there for half an hour, you know, because I'll get into it too deep. And I say, no, nah, right. it's really hard to get tickets. Well, where'd you get the hat? Well, I was there once before, and then they all want to know about it. Yep. As soon as you open yep, up I've that can of worms. I've stopped people and done the same thing before, so. And that, that's kind of like a golfer thing. Like, if, if I'm on a flight, and I see a dude in like a cool Titleist hat, you know, I'd be like, oh, dude, cool hat. Like, where is it from? I'd be like, oh, it's from my right. home course or whatnot. You just start, you know, chatting it up. Right. All right. Yeah, so, sure. uh, so as a caddy, I got to ask. So, you know, April in Georgia can get pretty hot. Um, you get some sweltering days. Now, this week doesn't look like it. It looks like they're going to get some more rain, a ton of wind. So the weekend might be like Mike Weir year nasty, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So, what are you rocking underneath that caddy bib? Mm. Uh, well, obviously, you know, look at the forecast, temperatures. Is there a change in temp with the storms rolling through? Is there a cold front on the backside? Something like that. Because normally, a tournament, you know, you can 
shed the bib, take off a layer, put the bib back on. The layer you took off, you stuff in the bag. But at the Masters, there's there's no doing any of that. Uh, the bib stays on for the duration of the, the practice round and the round and on the range and all that stuff. So um, I would I'd, I'd probably rock um, some, like, quick-drying shorts, um, you know, something that, that everybody works out in, uh, a good, like, I guess it's polyester or neoprene, not neoprene, but polyester something blend. Um, and then the same thing with, with the shirt, I might do a long sleeve, something like that, or I might do a short sleeve and then wear the SPF, uh, sunblocking sleeves that you can just put on and then pull off instead of having to take the entire top off, which is kind of, um, helpful. Uh, it will keep warm sometimes. Um, and then if you need to shed a layer, I'll, I'll pull the sleeves off. Um, and then those bibs, um, they look heavy, but they're breathable. Um, they've got a decent zipper, buttons on the front, stuff like that. But, I mean, you could roll the sleeves up on those a little bit, um, kind of air out the uh, the wrists and forearms a little bit. Um, normally that cools you down. Um, but, yeah, I, I would just do something kind of easy, nothing too heavy. Uh, you don't want to get too hot. You can always walk faster and, and always be moving to circulate the blood underneath those things if you're a little cool. But when you're hot, you know, you want something that's going to wick moisture away and stuff like that with all these good golf shirts and workout attire that they have these days. All right. So those are, I mean, those are, you know, real good thought out practical answers. I thought you were going to say something like, I'm just going to free ball it like Stevie Williams, you know, Stevie Williams did back with Tiger in the day. I... I would probably be a little nervous because I, I might <laughs> I might forget to like <laughs> zip up the zipper or like miss a button. Um, it's, <laughs> something comes like you know hanging out or something like that, and I never get you know <laughs> asked back or whatever. I would definitely make sure everything is tucked away and. I'm ready to go underneath in case something were to happen. Yeah, I don't think the green jackets would be having any of that down there. No, heck no. No, I would not want to take off a green jacket. All right, so we're going to uh we're going to get you out of here on this question. Give me I'm going to ask you it's a two-parter, okay? I want to know who your winner is, but then I want to also know who you think is going to shoot the highest competitive round there. Ooh. <laughs> because because you know this this tournament is notorious for that because you know a lot of you know you put yourself in the mindset of a golfer right especially these pro golfers and they think they can hit any shot anytime anywhere under any conditions and so that's great when they are extremely competitive but when you start to get up there in years and you're a past champion at augusta and you're asked back year after year sometimes some of them don't know uh, who to hang it up. So Scott and I did this in our master's pool. You know, we have our winner, but then we also have who we think is going to shoot the highest overall total. And usually it's just a two-day total because they missed the cut. Right. All right. Um, what you say, the highest one-day, highest score? Is that what you said? Yeah, you can give me highest one day or you can give me, you know, highest overall total, which is basically a two-day, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's pretty <laughs> That's pretty simple. I mean, I, I love the guys or whatever, and I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but I'm going to hit you straight up with either a, a Craig Stadler or a Sandy Lyle. Okay, no, so... No doubt. Okay, good picks. Now, Scott chose Sandy Lyle. I chose Ian Woosnam. Okay, well, you know, Woos, Woosie's, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I would. Yeah, it's a possibility. Lucy's scrappy though. From what yeah, I've he heard. he is, but I just don't think he's got the length in these soft conditions this week. That's why I chose him. This is true, but I mean, he's you know five foot four of of what's the English, right? Yeah, so I think yeah, Wales know, or English yeah, or something like that. Very man, so I would not want to back him into a corner. <laughs> like probably like a nasty feral cat coming <laughs> at you. Um. But, yeah, Craig Stadler or Sandy Lyle. And, and you never know about, unfortunately, you, you get an amateur that just, you know, gets overwhelmed or just a bad day or whatever. So sometimes you can have an amateur blow themselves out of the water. Um, but I don't know any of their games, so I can't speak to that. And then the second part was my pick to win, Correct. Correct. Uh, can I do a dark horse too? You can, you yeah, you can, you can have two picks. Two picks, I think, is is fair because this is a very wide open year, I would think. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's one of the smaller fields too. I think they're saying eighty seven. Eighty seven, so, eighty seven competitors, correct. So realistically, yeah. we're looking at eighteen to twenty two guys that can actually win. Hmm. You know, I gotta go. It's been a long time. Since the number one player in the world won, I got to go with Rose okay. on this one. Um, I, I just think he's he's close, man. He's, he's had really good finishes, top fives, top tens. Um, I, I think he's a solid guy. However, you know, I, I want to say the last time the number one player in the world won the Masters, Tiger. I I'm, could be wrong. Yeah, I believe you're but correct. That was a long time ago. I think that was like 13 years ago. Was Tiger's last? I think it was those six, maybe. Um, no. no, I believe it was oh four. Okay, I think no, no, oh five, oh five. I believe it's 14 years. 14 years. Okay, so yeah, I think Rose can do it. Um, my my dark horse and what I think would be amazing. Uh, is to bring the jacket back home and to pick Hal, Charles Hal, as my dark horse. Wow! The first time he's been there. Yeah, it's the first time he's been there. I think in since '08 maybe or '09, close to ten years for him. And that would be absolutely sick if the green jacket came back home to Augusta. Yeah, an Augusta native. Yeah, yeah, grew up there. Um, I don't know exactly where, but yeah, native. So that would be. That'd be legit to see that happen. Very, very cool. Yeah, that'd be uh, yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. Two thousand yeah, two thousand really five cool was Tiger's last. Too. <clears throat> yeah, two thousand five was Tiger's last Masters. Two thousand five. Yeah, okay. so yeah. you know, long fourteen time. years ago. Yeah, very long time. Very long time. So yeah, I think um, I think this week's going to be very interesting. I think there are obviously there's storylines with every Masters, but I was talking to my wife and just listening to some of the coverage i think something's going to happen at this masters where it's something's going to happen where it's going to blow people's minds where if, if rory wins and he completes the slam um if somehow there's a repeat champion back-to-back years with reed i think something's going to happen here where uh, this is going to be one for the record books. That would be that would be phenomenal. You know, I was definitely a little bit disappointed last year when Reed eked out that victory over Ricky and Spieth. I would love, personally, obviously, I'm never picking against Tiger ever. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've learned my lesson from from 
watching him from day one. But I truly would love to see Spieth come in and just run rough shot over the field and set a new Masters scoring record and then just get to the podium and be like, look, I told you all nothing was wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just to shut everybody up, I just think that, you know, these commentators who are really good at their job and, and uh, analytics on the players are great. I just think, you know, that the press and the media sometimes just put so much on these guys. And Dustin said it the other day in his press conference, the game of golf is so hard to play well at year after year. It's so hard to continue to be good and to stay on top year after year. Um, I just think people need to understand these guys are going to fall off a little bit and they're going to climb back up. They're going to have difficult three, four, five months in a row, but they're still going to be relevant. They're still going to come back. Um, ebbs, and blow, ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's a brutal game. Um, and yeah, I, I think that would be cool if Spieth just kind of did his thing and uh, yeah, did did that to uh, shut everybody up, like you said. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. All right, listen, my man. I know uh, I know you're ending vacation before work starts up again, so I cannot thank you enough for coming on and giving us a little bit of your time every now and again. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I love the podcast. Uh, Everybody keep listening. Um, But yeah, anytime. Uh, Love being on, and uh, you guys do a good job. So thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Real quick, anything you want to promote before we get you out of here? You know, Fade Golf, man. Um, Fade Golf, the letter N, stuff.com. They've got great Great stuff. Uh, shirts, hats, coming out with head covers. Check out the head covers for the woods and putters. Um, if you like transfusions, it's a turn. Transfusions is, is their thing, man. Um, kind of dancing transfusions all over the head covers. Um, and the visors, if you're a visor guy, check out the visors. They got new covers, or new colors, rather. And um, Yeah, good company. Check it out, fategolfandstuff.com. Yeah, I'm hoping next year Fade Golf gets in on kind of like the Masters vibe. I love seeing all the new apparel in the yellow and green. Um, be pretty dope if they had like a Masters exclusive whatever, you know, because everything they do is is pretty much fire, so I don't think they can do anything wrong. Yeah, Chris Chris is really good with uh, his designs and creativity and colors and, uh, you know, might be coming out with a towel or something like that, but just do like a Masters theme hat, towel, shirt, something like that. There is a a master's themed shirt uh, that you can check out online. But, uh, yeah, Chris is really good at his concepts and designs and schemes. So uh, he's going to keep it going, and he's rocking it. Sweet. All right, as always, thanks, Dan. All right, Dan, I will thank you, and uh, look forward to the next one, brother. All right, definitely. Take care, bub. See you. Thanks. Bye.